Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your bank account information? Hello. Hey, everybody. Harland Williams here. You're listening to another special edition of the Harland Highway virus episodes. This is number six. And, you know, just here to help you pass the time, entertain you a little bit as we all go through this horrid moment in time. So welcome one and all. Uh, great show today. Uh, we're going to be doing something a little more um, mathematical today. You know, there's been a lot of money, trillions of dollars being doled out uh, as, a, as an aid package to uh, American citizens. And I'm going to break down the math. I'm going to break down the numbers. You'll be amazed at, at the amount of money and numbers. And oh, it's just crazy. So we're going to do that. Also, the question of the day. Uh, We're going to be talking about something that affects and annoys all of us. Something so simple, so stupid, but drives you mad. And then to help us really break down the science of the COVID-19, a scientific uh, mastermind, Professor Charles Asmunch will be calling in to really help us understand how it works, what we should do, all aspects of the coronavirus. So put your face mask on. Get ready. This is the Harland Highway! Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Ah, yes, here we go. Another virus special. Oh, what a treat. What a treat. Now, I've had a few comments from people uh, saying, oh, it's great the podcast is back and this and that. Well, it is back, but just temporarily. I don't want people to get all fired up. And it is just during this virus uh, home quarantine time. I'm, I'm doing this. It's it's my effort. It's my part to kind of help help uh, everyone cope and, and have a little fun and be entertained. So so that's what we're doing here. You know, the virus gets me back to work. Um, but we're going to have fun today. We're going we're gonna to have some comedy. We're going to have some, uh, some technical stuff. I'm going to talk. This might be the first time I ever do this. I'm going to talk numbers. I'm not great with math, but I'm going to talk numbers and, and math. We're, we're going to break down... The money situation, okay? There's a lot of money being pumped out into the into the economy right now by the government, and sometimes you just scratch your head. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to have fun, but I want to start with, uh, you know, just keep it simple before our minds get too wrapped around a, a light pole like James Dean's car with the math stuff that's coming up. For now, uh, something really simple. I have a quick... Roger, can you cue it up? I have a simple question to start the show. 
the Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. Okay, this is one of those kind of weird, easy ones where I kind of know the answer, but I want to ask the question anyways because it's irritating as all Norwegian ass hair. And I don't even know if Norwegians have hair on their ass, but I just said it. Here's the question of the day. Why is it whoever invented plugs, extension cord plugs, or the plug on your lamp, or the plug on your radio, or the plug on your hair dryer, your curling iron, whatever you have, why is it that one side of the plug is like normal, and then the other side of the plug has like a fat head on it? You know what I mean? It's, it's like the two prongs that go into the wall. One of the prongs is just normal. And then the other prong has got like a bubble head on it. It's, it's like bigger and fatter. And then likewise, the, uh, the outlets in your wall, actually not all of them, and this is weird, most of them have it, but a lot of times you'll bump into an outlet that doesn't have the multi-sized um, receptacles. So in other words, sometimes you go to plug something in that has the, uh, the prongs that are mismatched and you can't plug it in. But then most of them do have it. And here's, here's the question of the day. Well, it's multi. It's like, why does that thing exist? And then second, why is it every freaking time you go to plug something in, at least 95% of the time, I have the damn plug backwards. Okay? I always go to plug it in. It's like, damn it, the, the, I got the fat head on the thin head, and I can't stick the damn plug in the wall or wherever I'm supposed to stick it because I've got them mixed up. Like almost every freaking time. Why, why doesn't it work out that every freaking time I get it right? But no, I'm like, oh, don't, oh, there's that stupid, there's that stupid fat-headed prong trying to stuff it into the thin hole. Then I got to twirl it around. And, and what really sucks is when you're reaching. You know, sometimes you got to reach behind your couch or behind the bed or behind a table. Oh, if I could just plug in this light, I could, why do I always get the wrong side? It's confounding to me. And I know it has something to do with electrical currents and grounding, and that's what I mean. I, I kind of know the answer to why it exists. But I'm just asking, why does it have to exist? Can't they just smooth it out? Can't they just have a, a, a receptacle and, a, and a, a prong that's identical? You just plug it on in. Hello, no guessing. No 50-50, just plug it in and go. But nope, somehow I always have the freaking plug turned the wrong way. And at first you don't believe it, right? You're like, oh, well, well what, hey, why isn't this going in? And you, you kind of jam it three three or four times. You go, wait a second. You, you, you kind of like stick it in and you're like, what, what? and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah, the, uh, the mutant plug head, the... Uh, the bubble-headed alien plug head. Yeah, once again, 
for the 900th time in a row, I guessed wrong. Well, I don't want to guess wrong with electricity, okay? I just want, it's like when you flick a light switch, a light comes on. When I plug something in, let it go in. What's with the resistance? What's with the mismatched holes and the mismatched prongs? Well, just, ooh, it pisses me off. It's kind of like, here's another one since we're on the topic. You ever ever have this when you, you come home and you're in your car and maybe you went shopping, you got your groceries, or you went and got fast food, and you got the, the bag with the burger in it in one hand, and you got the drink in the other, and you go to reach for your car keys, and you always reach into the last pocket. Let's see, is it here in my hoodie? No, is it here on the right side of my pants? No, is it here on the other side of my hoodie? No. Oh, there it is. There it is on the left side of my pants, the last freaking pocket that I checked. Great. And then how about this? Not only are your hands full, but now the key is in the wrong pocket wherein you can't just reach down and grab it. It's on the left side, the opposite side, and you're holding all your stuff in your left hand. So you you reach your hand across, your right hand across your waist to the left pocket, and you're trying to bend your wrist, almost like you got to be in Cirque du Soleil or or risk having your your arm snapped like you're in a leg hold trap and you're a trapped coyote or something. You're you're like reaching down into your pants. Your your wrist is bending backwards. Your fingers are contorted. You're trying to reach your keys in the bottom of your jeans pocket and you're like, you got your burgers getting cold and your drink is spilling. And it's like, why wasn't the why weren't the keys in the very first pocket I went to? And why weren't the keys on the right side where my hand is, where I could just reach in and get it? But no, now I gotta do this acrobatic routine in my driveway as I try to open the door or on my front porch. Ugh. So there you go. Little 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 venting, little question of the day action right there. And uh, let's get our plugs and our keys and let's figure this stuff out. Forget the, the cure for the virus. Let's figure this stuff out. The virus will go away. This stuff won't. Plugs won't go away. Car keys won't go away. Can we get our priorities straight, people? Oh, the Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question of the day. All right, so we're knee deep in this virus. We're still we're still staying at home. The natives are starting to get restless though. You can see protests are starting to emerge in certain cities and towns and you know, it's hard to argue with it. I mean, you know, it it's like it it's like people are like, you know, I could die from getting the virus, but if I don't get some semblance of my life back, I could also die. If I lose my business, if I if I can't feed my kids, if I can't pay my rent, you know, so so we're we're in this kind of weird game of tug and war right now where you're you're kind of it, it you, I don't know if you remember the story the lady the lady or the tiger it's an old short story about a, a guy that was uh, put in front of two doors and he had to choose the door. Behind one door was a lady and behind the other was a tiger. 
And this is where we are. We're kind of like, do I do I risk the, getting the virus? Do I get out there in the world and risk getting the virus, which may or may not kill me? As we've been seeing, the majority of people who get it do not die. And, and if you're in a certain kind of age group or health group, your chances are even better of surviving. But anyone can get it. Anyone can be killed by it. But there are these variables that you can take into account. So if you take those into account and you institute these uh, safety uh, measures, you know, distancing and masks and gloves and hand washing, you know, you have to go, okay, what are my odds of getting it? Because I've, I've taken all these steps to uh, protect myself. And then if I do get it, what are kind of the odds of me uh, suffering the worst outcome? And then you've got you to weigh those, balance those against getting out into the world and, and keeping things moving and keeping the world humming and keeping the people and society cruising along. So... I'm actually quite surprised at how well everyone's done, especially here in Los Angeles where, you know, you add in all the counties in Los Angeles, it's like 11 million people. And California's got a very low death rate. And, you know, L.A. can be a volatile place. I don't know if you remember back way back, I think it was in the 60s, there was the, the Watts riots. And then there was, uh, there was the Rodney King riots. Now, those were the result of, of civil unrest uh, due to some pretty discriminatory things against the black community. And I, I get it. I get why there was an upheaval. It was, it was justified. I, I hate to say that because a lot of people were hurt and killed and the city was on fire. But you know what? It, it, it came from a place where I think there was some real uh, injustices done. But that's a whole nother topic. But, but considering uh, this city or any city, I mean, look at uh, what was the city in St. Louis a few years ago where they started rioting and things were burning. And so it doesn't take a lot for a community to kind of light the pitchforks and the torches and start storming the, uh, storming the hills, you know, but I got to tell you, Los Angeles has been really calm. There's been no, uh, no looting. There's been no uprisings. There's been no mass gatherings. There's been, it's been pretty genteel as has most of the country been. So, uh, that's pretty, pretty fascinating to see. Um, you know, I thought maybe, uh, things would get a little more edgy than they have, but, uh, you know, I think people are smart enough, smart enough to get it and go, you know what? It's, it's, it's an act of nature. We can't rush it. It's, it's like a hurricane, you know, you want a hurricane to end. You want the wind to stop blowing, but you can't just, you can't just pretend it's still not blowing. You can't go, you know what? That, that category five has been blowing for Six days, many of the houses on our street have blown away, but you know what? Enough. I can't, I've got to go back. I'm going outside and you go outside and you're blown away. And so what makes it hard for people in this situation is the, the virus is an invisible hurricane, right? So there might be this sense of false security into thinking you can step out into the raging wind. And you can uh, you can overpower this this level 
Category 5 hurricane. But uh, it's it's sketchy. It's, it's a real balancing act here. So we'll see what the heck happens, man. But uh, meanwhile, um, you know, one of the things that, that we really need to help us be informed on these decisions is information. And a lot of the information needs to be scientifically based. And so um, what we're going to do is have uh, a little later in the show, we're going to have a real scholar, a real scientist, a a man of the sciences, uh, Dr. Charles Asmunch will be coming on the show. He's calling in, right, Roger? Yeah. In about 10 minutes? Great. Okay. So Charles Asmunch will call. This guy is a real scholar and, and just... He'll walk us through it. He'll talk us through it. And uh, hopefully that will help people be informed and make educated decisions on how to proceed. But for now, let's get to some math, okay? I want to talk about the money, the, the, uh, you know, the government, the government doling out money to help its citizens through this horrible pandemic, And you've heard about the relief packages for like $2 trillion, okay? $2 trillion, okay? And and it's such a big, just to put it in perspective, okay? Let me me say a trillion out loud, okay? Here it is, right? Here's the number, a trillion. Ready? One, zero, 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 zero. Zero, 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 zero. That's a trillion dollars. It's a million millions, okay? It's a million millions. There's one million millions in a trillion. I'm already confused. There's one million millions in a trillion. I mean, and here's here's what just blows my mind. It, it, you just go, how, how do we even have that kind of money? How does anyone have that kind of money? And and the government just like pulls this number out and 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 p- pumps this money back into the country. And you go, how many of you have even made a million in your life? How many of you have made 100000 in a year? How many of you have made one million millions? So these numbers are just kind of, you, you almost don't think they're real. And so I started thinking, well, how, how is it possible we have all this money? You know, we, we hand out $2 trillion here, and then you, you hear about how we, we hand out trillions for social programs and trillions for infrastructure and trillions to, to, to uh, other countries, to Japan and Afghanistan. We, we're funding a war in Afghanistan. We spend billions here, trillions there. We give t- billions to the World Health Organization. I mean, it seems like all America does is hand out money. I wonder if other countries just hand out hundreds of billions of dollars, trillions of dollars a year. And what's really kind of weird is all that money's coming from me and you. 
Okay? This is all like money that's collected and, and tax and and then you go, well, there's like almost 400 million Americans, but really? Like how, how, how do even 400 million Americans, okay, next to a trillion, 400 million is nothing. Okay? And you just go, well, where does this endless flow of money come from? How is it even possible? And so I decided to do a little research, and it was kind of fascinating And let's get into it a little bit here. So you go, where does all this money come from? Okay? So here's how much the government, the U.S. government, collects in taxes from Americans. And again, I I wonder where it all comes from, but I guess it adds up. But you got to remember, some people make billions and some people make 20 grand a year. Some people make 12 grand a year. So you're like, how is it possible? So here's what we collect on the average year. The American government collects, are you ready for this? $4.5 trillion a year. And when I heard that, I was kind of like, oh, okay. That makes it a little easier to swallow. The fact the fact that they're, they're doing a $2 trillion stimulus package, I'm like, okay, well, that's only half of our taxes. And I'm, but still, it's just like, how much money goes around this country every year that the government can collect $4.5 trillion from its citizens? Okay? And here's, here's another kicker. Okay, think of this. Only 40 or, or 44% of all Americans pay no tax. So either they don't file... They're cheating. They're here illegally. They're, they're, uh, they, they didn't make enough money. They're hiding money. I mean, who knows what the reasons are, right? But 44%, which is almost 50% of all Americans pay no tax. Now, I didn't know that. To be honest, I'm a little pissed about it. And if you're a, if you're a tax-paying citizen that's paid tax every year since you started working, uh, you have the right to be a little mad. Like, wait, why am I paying? And almost half the country isn't. Hello? So then you go, okay, so if 44% aren't paying, then that means they're collecting $4.5 trillion from almost, you know, about half of Americans. So imagine if these other people paid. I mean, we'd be we'd be pulling in like you know, six, five or six trillion dollars. And so you, you you try to break it down and you go, okay, so what's the average family pay in taxes? And I looked all this stuff up. The average family pay pays about ten and a half grand. A year in income tax. Ten and a half grand. That's a lot of money. If you're only making like, uh, you know, you're, you're working on a, 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 you know, an average wage. Or, a, you know, a, a moderate wage. It's like, that. that's a lot of money. Ten and a half grand. But like I said earlier, like, where, where are we getting all this money? Where does it all go? And I, I feel like we just hand it out all over the world. So 
So here's, uh, here's some numbers. Apparently, every year we pay about $1 billion in foreign aid. So that's to, to give to other countries, to support other countries that need help. And again, I, it makes me wonder if other countries do this, or is it just us? Do you think communist China hands out money to help people? Do you think Russia hands out money to help people? Do you think Japan and... I mean, I don't know. Are we the only ones that do it? Uh, so there's a billion. And when you put that up against 4.5 trillion, as I said earlier, 1 million millions in a trillion. So all of a sudden you go, well, maybe 1 billion in foreign aid isn't that much. And then there's some more numbers here, 945 billion with a B to Social Security. And yet all you ever hear is how, oh, Social Security is going to run dry, blah, 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 blah. 710 billion to the military. Good Lord. Think about that. Billion. Not one billion. You'd think one billion would fund something, but 718 billion. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of bullets, man. Two billion to infrastructure. It's kind of weird, right? Like we have to drive on the roads and we have to go to airports and we, we have to go to public buildings and sidewalks and think about your community. I don't know how it is where you are, but in Los Angeles, it is a disaster. They have let the roads go, the sidewalks go, the highways go. It is, you know, Los Angeles should be a beautiful city. It's very ugly in many ways. And they do not maintain it well. And it is, it is, kind, of, it is kind of a shit show here. So they provide $2 billion in infrastructure to the whole country, which probably covers almost nothing, and then they give $900 billion to Social Security, $700 billion to the military, and they give $1 billion in foreign aid. So they give half of what they give to this country to strange countries. And yet they won't invest. Why don't, why don't they invest... 700 billion in infrastructure. Why don't we have new airports? Why don't we have new roads, sidewalks, highways, bridges? I think that's disgusting. Um, so it's a ton of money, right? And then here's another here's another um, tax thing. The top one percent, okay? This could this be you? The top one percent of wage earners, these are people who make over 500000 a year. That's the top 1%. Now remember, 44% don't pay any taxes. So that leaves about 50% of us that do. And out of the 50% that do, check this out, 39% pay most all those taxes. Okay? So out of all the taxes paid every year, 39% pay those taxes. Isn't that crazy? 
The top 1% pay 39% of all yearly taxes. And and here you have people attacking people who, who uh, have done well, who make money, who make money in a country where you're supposed to make money, who, who make money in a country that's a capitalist society where, where that's the whole idea. In a country where people can make money and reinvest that money into the country and create jobs and create industry and create innovation and, and give billions away to charity. I think somehow some of these politicians have created this narrative that these people who make billions of dollars just sit on it. They put it in their basement and go and roll around in it at night. No, this money is very active. A lot of this money goes right back into the economy. A lot of this money creates opportunity for you and me. They build buildings. They redesign cities. They, they create things. They invest in, in inventions. They invest in research. They, they donate billions to charity. They, I mean, it's just silly to think that they just hold on to all this money. So rich people pay most of the taxes, but here's where here's where you really get hit. Here's where the average family really gets hit. It's not income taxes, the overall income taxes that kick people in the butt. Here's what really kills you. It's the state and local taxes that cause the middle class to be hit harder. So not only are people play, paying the federal income tax across the country, but then your local politicians are adding state taxes and local taxes. And that's where you really get boned. So if you're only paying taxes across the country, your, your, your income tax would be a lot lower. And so sometimes you got to turn to your, your local authorities and politicians and go, why the hell am I paying so much? So anyways, I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, when, when these politicians, when the president goes on TV and says, we're going to create a $2 trillion tax incentive or a, a $2 trillion care package, you go, where the hell does that come from? You know, just throwing around uh, numbers like like they're uh, spaghetti. Trillion. It's just weird, you know. You, did you ever think in your lifetime that you'd you'd hear these kind of numbers happening? You know, it's just weird. You know, when when you were a kid, it was probably when when you heard the word a million, it was like, oh my god, a million? Are you crazy? And now you, you hear trillion more often than I'd like to hear it. In fact, I, I've forgotten billion somewhere along the way. When I was a kid, a million was, was, was Mount Everest. And then we got to trillion so quickly, I barely acknowledged billion. So that's kind of that's a common word now, trillion. But how about this? And I'll close on this, but this is how how much higher it can go, okay? We have billion, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion, sextillion, I like the sex part, septillion, octillion, 
Nonillion, Dekillion, Undekillion, Dowdekillion, Tredekillion, Quat, Quat Ordekillion, Quindekillion, Sexdillion. Oh my God, we got another one with sex in it. Septendekillion, Octodekillion, Novemdekillion, and the last one, Virgin, Virgintillion, which sounds like a gum disease. And that that's as long as the list is. I, I guess the last one's just infinity a trillion or something. But these are real words. But what I'm scared of is one day we're going to start hearing some of these words. And trillion will just be a, a memory the way million is. Scary stuff, man. And to think it's all coming from like 60% of us and 39% of that 60% is paying most of it. It's crazy. Or sorry, no, the, the top 1% is paying 39% of that 60. Oi, 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 man. So there you go. Just a little little uh, number stuff I thought you might find interesting and uh, scary at the same time. But my last thought is, you know, it's so funny when you go through something like this and you realize that society could dissolve and all our institutions could dissolve and the, the, the buildings and uh, the framework could collapse. And then you go, what, what is money? What is it? It's something we made up. It's it's something we we took some some pulp from a tree and we dyed it green and we cut it into little rectangles and stamped a number on it. And somehow this is our reality. Well, that'll be $45, please. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle for 10, 20, 30, 40, 5, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. There you go. Oh, thank you for handing me that uh, that paper we made out of that pine tree and dyed green and stamped numbers on. Thank you for handing me that pile of rectangles we created on a machine. But luckily, I've got $3,000 in my bank account. Well, have you ever seen it? No, but it's there. I've got that number on my little bank book here. I've, I've got that number in my, in my records. So you've got a piece of paper that says th- the number 3,000 on it? Yes, I do. That's how much money I have. But you've never seen it. No, I haven't. I, but I have the number. Okay, I could write down 7,000. And do I have it? Well, no, because it's not... Well, you have a number written down. I know, but mine's... Well, it's just kind of weird, man. Like when everything goes away, money's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. But isn't this funny how this is how we live our lives? This is what we chase our whole lives. This is, this is what our societies are built around. Our empires are built around this, this thing we created. No other creature in nature acknowledges money. No no other creature in nature has currency. It's just weird, man. It's weird. And it doesn't matter if you're Bill Gates or you're a homeless guy. 
If the whole system collapse collapses, guess what? If you run into Bill Gates on a sidewalk and you run into a smelly old homeless guy, it don't matter. There's no difference. All you've got is another human being. And all that stuff, all that accumulation, all that currency, you might as well have a box of air. So something to think about as we get back to our normal lives, hopefully. Think about what money is. Think about the root of it. Think about how it controls you. Think about how it guides you in your life. Ask yourself, is that what you want? Do you want want the dollar to be steering the course of your life? Do you want to chase this imaginary thing we made up? I don't know. Maybe that's what this is all about, to make us think. One, zero, 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 zero. So sexual. A trillion. (laughs) Okay. There you go. Let's move on. Can we get to, let's get to something funny. Can we, Roger? Is, is Dr. Charles Asmunch on the line yet? He is. Okay. This, this guy, uh, Char- Dr. Charles Asmunch, an astute uh, scholar, scientist, and uh, he's going to walk us through uh, the science of the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, hello, uh, doctor. Are you there, sir? Dr. Asmunch? Hello, how are you, Harlan? Yes, there he is. How are you, sir? Good afternoon. It's wonderful to be with you, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. Well, it's it's great to have you here, and uh, you're the perfect uh, person to really walk us through this, this, this minefield of coronavirus. We're all getting uh, different information. At times, it's confusing. It's complex. It's... Uh, is there any way you can kind of simplify it or, or take it, take us through it with your scientific knowledge? Well, it, it's absolutely a, a, a tough one, Island. I mean, this is a complicated virus, and uh, you know, it, it's not easy for the layman to uh, to uh, decipher. Well, the, exactly. That's my point. And if if you could just walk us through it and and explain to us, you know, how it works and where we can expect it to go, and and you know, kind of give us the arc or the timeline for this thing, doctor. Uh, well, uh, okay. Well, it, you, you know, the, the, this. Uh, the, let first let me begin with the origins of the uh, the virus, if you don't mind. But great. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, so, so this uh, type of virus, Harlan, was uh, incubated in an environment that was uh, gastronomic to the interface, uh, according to, and, and, and stay with me here, according to the biometrics of the uh, incision that was created by the uh, implosion that occurred uh, in the fourth strata of the uh, ninth uh, renegade. Uh- so the so, so what I'm saying is the, the 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 very beginning of something like this is a uh, cumulative uh, progression of uh, a collective narrative that uh, has pronouns, uh, affixations, 
mixed with a series of tints, colors, and uh, drainage systems. Okay, and and so so for people that that are sitting at home and going, you know, should I go out? Shouldn't I go out? Uh, what what is your kind of advice to them, uh, Doctor Charles Asmunch? Excellent, excellent question, Harlan. And, and what we have to remember is if you're willing uh, to go outside and if you're trying to determine if you should go outside, you have to be very aware of the affliction that culminates on the bacterial probe that has a downsized uh, inverted uh, collective uh, organism that is uh, always at the forefront of the nostalgic uh, cerebrum that happens to have a uh, cauterized uh, a synopsis. The, um, the synopsis? Uh, what I'm trying to get at, Harlan, is there's a sprouting effect that comes from the aluminum uh, tuberculosis that you want to avoid uh, replenishing, if you will, and I know that's a big term for some, but replenishing the uh, the branching effect that comes from the octopod that glimmers on the uh, inside of the restitution foundation. So, uh, but but what is okay? I, I, so we we should go outside or we shouldn't go outside? Well. well you make it sound so easy, but uh, well, let me let me break it down for you, Island. Uh, basically, you've got the singular layer, okay? Okay, the singular layer of the transponder that's going into the number situation that's converted by the triangular uh, influx of molecular biology that stems from the uh the tinted arteroid and the uh the left uh, femur so, wow you know doctor I, I i we we respect your pedigree you're you're a uh, you're a renowned scientist and and if and i i hope i'm not insulting you sir but if you could bring it down even a little more uh to the layman's terms i, th- I think maybe we're getting a little lost in the language here maybe just if you could even simplify it a little more for us. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, well let, let, me, let me start again. Okay. From, from a digital standpoint, okay? A, a digital standpoint. Correct. And from a digital standpoint, uh, what we've got to do is we've got to learn to bend and reflect the polar lens that gives us the uh, circular vibrations that are uh, traveling through the continuum. Now, if we're willing to do that, and we're willing to uh, bolt the, uh, the esophagus onto the uh, cranium, I think we'll have a, uh, a palatable seal, we'll have a, uh, a star cluster that uh, could never ever be dialed uh, into a uh, digital backbone or a vertebrae that uh, uh, collided with the uh, variables on the uh, citrus. You know, doctor, I, 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 some of your words, I'm not sure they're really connecting for our, our audience or for me even, and, and I'm, I don't want to get impatient with you, sir, but some of what you're saying almost, I'm not, it's so advanced maybe it's not making sense. <laughs> well, 
You know, th this is one of the dilemmas that uh, someone uh, of my stature has to deal with, Harlan. And it's not easy explaining uh, science to uh, the lay people, but let me give it one more stab. When you perforate the, uh, the injunction, uh, one has to uh, factor in that there is going to be a carburetor effect where the toxicity, okay, of the uh, fourth parallel will eventually collide with the uh, tsunami effect that we're having when we uh, regulate the circular patterns that are pulsating from the uh, reflective flare, if you will. You know, Dr. Asmunch, I, I just, I, I, as much as uh, we're glad you called in, I'm, I'm just not sure if we're getting here with and 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 what i'd like to do is maybe just end it with well you know it, this is a serious dilemma and uh you have to understand arlen that uh we can only bolt the uh, infrastructure as far as the uh, globular uh you know professor carotene uh permits uh, there's always going to be an algae supply that uh, goes through the uh, regulator, of course, and uh, reflects back onto the, uh, the horseshoe effect. And we'll have a, always have a magnetic uh, compulsion to uh, want to uh, uh, calibrate, or, uh, calibrate, if you will, the, uh, the uh, ear uh, lobe uh, minus, of course, uh, seven or eight uh, metallic uh, fissures. You know, Doctor, I, I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, I'm not sure if you've maybe confused us a little more or, or you know, uh, I, I just don't think this helped. Well, uh, you know, why don't you uh, go buy a, a bag of apples and shove them up your ass and go fuck off the edge of a cliff. Fuck you. Well, what the? A bag of apples? I was just trying to... Did anyone get any of that? Ay, ay, ay. I'm... All right. We tried. Is he gone? Jeez, he gets so mad at the end. He's just got so much knowledge. It's, it's like overwhelming. I can't take it. I'm sure what he said was perfectly fine. It probably, to anyone with half a brain listening, you're probably right. Right, I get it. But I, I guess I'm just, maybe I'm a bit too simple to piece it all together, but whatever, we tried. Yeesh. Well, I think we'll leave it there for today, gang. Um, I hope you're all doing safe. Or I hope you're all being smart and uh, taking care of yourselves. Um, and hopefully uh, you had a little fun listening to the uh, Harland Highway podcast, virus episode number six. And, uh, you know, we'll try and sneak some more in as we go along to help you get through this thing, hopefully. Hopefully it's helping you, or maybe it's just annoying you. It's like, God, does he have to keep putting out these podcasts? Christ. I mean, this this virus is stressful enough. It's uh, and then this we have to listen to this. <laughs> well, you know, it's up to you. You can turn it off. Um, but no, I'm having a blast doing it, and uh, I hope you're all doing well. 
If you want some more comedy, don't forget I'll give a little plug to my Patreon page. Go to patreon.com backslash Harland Williams, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon, patreon.com backslash Harland Williams, and I'm showing uh, my comedy series, Two Guys in Their Underpants, which is demented and silly and funny, and then I've started posting another uh, mini-series that I have created over the years. It's, it's very serious and dark. It's called The Australian. And it's a series about um, this kind of lone scraggler who wanders through the wasteland after a virus has wiped out all of mankind. It's very timely. Um, and uh, I've been posting episodes of that, and there's new ones coming uh, quickly. So uh, I hope you enjoy The Australian, Two Guys in Their Underpants, and other offerings that I put up exclusively on my Patreon page. So check it out, patreon.com backslash Harland Williams. And I hope you enjoy. And until next time, be safe. Put your face mask on. Put your space goggles on. And have a nice big bowl of chicken. Chow mein, baby!